0: Hi, it's Zoe, and guess what? This is episode 200, woohoo, 200. (laughs) Who knew I could last this long uh, podcasting? It's been such a joy and a pleasure, and I've learned so much along the way. In this special episode, I thought we'd talk about meaning, passion, and purpose. Why not? It's episode 200. Good time to think about what am I doing? How am I doing it? And also always a good thing for you to contemplate the same. So in this episode, we're going to look at two seminal texts, Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning and Stephen Kotler's brand new book, The Art of Impossible, and how we can take really important philosophical premises from Frankl and blend them with the neuroscience research that uh, Kotler has done in his latest book. It's super cool. Let's do this. Welcome to the Zoe Routh Leadership Podcast, where we share all things people stuff in leadership. Learn from leaders who have done the hard yards and learn from experience. Hear from expert authors about the latest insights from culture to strategy and messy people dynamics. Get tips and insights from multiple award-winning author and leadership expert herself, Zoe Routh. Now, on with the show. So good to be here still. Uh, It's always a joy every day you wake up and you're still breathing. (laughs) I learned that as philosophy from um, Tony Robbins, who said, you know, every day is a good day above ground, and he learned that from one of his clients, too, where you have very simple definitions of success and rules for happiness, and I think that's a pretty good one. In terms of updates, I am so in love with working on my novel. It is such a brand new challenge. I'm in the middle of sketching out in detail the characters. It turns out it does help to have a plan when you're writing a novel, (laughs) So I've gone from writing off the seat of my pants uh, to actually having a plan as to how the characters are all going to develop, how they interact with each other, and the meaning along their discovery. So it's nice and juicy. And I was talking to Rob, that's my husband, about the novel and some of the insights. He goes, you know, you probably should have studied psychology instead of English literature. And I just looked at him and went, English literature is psychology. You know, it's the stories of people. And it's a it's a nice blending. So anytime you read a novel, it's not just about the plot racing along. It's actually about humans. And um, yeah, so I'm really enjoying that uh, that journey. So still aiming to get the first draft done by June. Yeah, it's a big it's a big journey, but it's so much fun. A uh, couple things Two, amplifiers, my high level group for CEOs, managing directors is growing. So the Canberra chapter is added new members this quarter and so has the online virtual group. So if you're looking for a community of high minded, high level leaders where you can grow and expand and become more influential so you can make a bigger impact and a better impact, then that is the place for you. Check it out. Go to zoerouth.com uh, slash amplifiers hyphen program and you'll find all the details there. I would love to meet you and see if you've got what it takes and what you can bring to the table as being part of the Amplifiers group. Guess what? The giveaway, the great podcast giveaway is on like Donkey Kong. (laughs) I have no idea what that expression means. It just sounds good. Well, it's on anyway. And what does that mean? It means for the month of March, we are giving away and giving out a hard copy version of our People Stuff journal. It's a blank journal, an actual in your hand journal, not an electronic one, a real one that you can write in for everyone who writes and writes a review for the podcast on one of the podcasting platforms. Uh, So what you need to do, and here's the instructions, is wherever you are listening to this, uh, just press pause and write a review what you're gaining from listening to this podcast either this episode or previous episodes and what you like about it and then what you need to do is click on the link that's in the show notes that'll take you to the uh, registration page where we get your name your postal address and you need to tell us where you wrote the review so we can double check that it was you and we will send you out a journal we've got 30 of them to give away so once they're gone they're gone um, at the end of the month, we'll pick the top five reviews, and you get the whole package. The whole package is a journal and a copy of People Stuff, uh, my actual oh, multiple award-winning book, as well as the mug, our People Stuff mug, which you can't buy anywhere. It's a special collection edition. So if you want the grand, the grand papa, the grand mammy of prizes, you need to be in it to win it. In any case, whether you win it or not the grand prize, you will still get a journal regardless. All right, so what you need to do again is uh, press pause on this, write a review on one of the podcasting platforms, come back, hit on the link, and get registered, and we will send you out a journal. How cool is that? Okay, well, that's all the breezy news that we've got going on for today. Let's do a little retrospect. I've been thinking about the guests we've had on the show so far this year. We've had Matt Casey. The renegade IT CEO, I like to think of him, who is throwing management rules out the window and basically letting people fend for themselves and sort of organically self-managing and encouraging people to step up and ask for their own promotions, their own pay rises, which is, yeah, that's turning HR on its head. Um, We've had Aoife O'Brien, who is a culture specialist, especially talking about culture fit and how important it is to get it right. And the third author we've interviewed is Ginny Whitelaw, who wrote uh, Resonate, Resonate, Zen and the Way of Making a Difference. And They've all got very different takes on culture and how to make a difference. For Matt, it's really about head down, bum up, get the work done, be autonomous, only meet when necessary, everybody's an independent individual and can make it all happen and show a lot more autonomy to individuals. Whereas Aoife, her focus is really much more on facilitating an experience for people and also taking responsibility for making sure that your values are aligned to what's going on in the organization. And then a different take altogether then is Ginny. Ginny, who has an embodied leadership approach where all leadership and influence starts with who you are and how you show up. Uh, are you deeply resonant? Have you worked your breath? Have, are you Have you taken other people's perspectives? And this whole idea of bringing energy into the the fray when it comes to leadership and engagement is fascinating to me. So I love her work. I think each of these perspectives has got a kernel of truth to them. And as leaders, what we can do is blend the best bits of it. And take what's useful and practice it. Don't just suck it up and go, yeah, yeah actually practice it. So I've been practicing breathing techniques. I've been practicing the taking perspective piece from Ginny. I've been thinking about culture fit a lot when I'm doing my work with organizations and their teams. And giving enough rope and thinking about how we run things in our own business is something I've taken from Matt Casey as well. I'd be curious to hear what you've taken from these interviews and how you've blended them. Well, since it is episode 200, and it is about meaning and purpose. The book I would point you in the direction of is Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. It was the amplifier's book of the quarter from November through to February, so November 2020 through to February 2021. And this book is just a beautiful testimony, uh, love letter to humanity. Viktor Frankl is a Holocaust survivor, and much of the descriptions are Hideous, you know, it's about his experience in the prison camps in Auschwitz. Um, it's pretty grim and sobering. It's hard to even fathom what it was like to go through an ordeal like that, and watching people die and being murdered around you and surviving through it. So his reflections on why is it that people survive, how they cope through that or don't cope, is remarkable. And a couple of things I want to highlight which are classically brought out when we talk about this book is this. Um, So one of the big summaries of what Frankl was on about is that life is not pursuit of pleasure, it's pursuit of meaning. And in particular, there's three ways to find meaning. The first one is in doing work that matters. So in doing purposeful work um, that is significant to you. So if your work doesn't feel like it has meaning, then you're going to struggle with this one. Uh, Another one is love, loving somebody else. So taking the focus off you and caring for another human being gives your life meaning. And the third piece, I've just lost my place in my quote. Ah, that's so frustrating. (laughs) Is to find courage regardless of circumstances. So it's purposeful work, it's love of another. And it's being courageous in face of circumstances. Those are the essence to finding meaning in no matter what the conditions are, which is, is quite amazing really when you think about it because the conditions in prisoner of war camps were pretty horrendous. Um, okay. I did want to read out another quote from this. If I can find it, here we go. Everything can be taken from a man, but one thing the last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. And this is quoted often uh, everywhere because it's so powerful. It doesn't matter where you find yourself or what happens to you. Your last final freedom is where you focus your attention. It's how you make meaning from what happens to you, not necessarily what, what does happen to you. And when you've got nothing left, when you have no other physical freedom, when you can't choose the food that you eat or even get food to take, you can always choose your attitude. I think that's a delightful and powerful premise on which to focus your choices every day. And it's such a powerful story because when things are really heinous, this is an example of you still. You still can choose your humanity over becoming an animal. You can choose hope instead of despair. And that pivotal moment is essential. And then we fast forward to 2021. So we leave the war some, how many years ago was that? 60 odd years ago to where we are today in the middle of a pandemic, sure. And when you compare it to the uh, Prisoner camps, you know, it's pretty different. Yes, there is a lot of devastation happening in many different parts of the world, but it's not man doing it to man necessarily. It's a virus. So we come to, to Stephen Coller's work, The Art of Impossible, which is a much more detailed approach and investigation on how to do amazing things, impossible things, outrageous things. And he links the neuroscience the biology of humanity to the psychology of humanity. And it's a nice sort of growth of perspective from what uh, Viktor Frankl was on about. Specifically, he talks about the stack needed for, uh, for purpose and for being able to continue to persevere with your passions and purpose. And he says it starts with curiosity. And every step of these way. Every step of his stack, his purpose stack, is linked to the neuro neuroscience. So curiosity get, triggers uh, norepinephrine in our brain. So when something is curious, we get this little tingle, which is norepinephrine. And when we start digging around, around in our curiosities and find intersections and patterns, that triggers dopamine. And norepinephrine and, and dopamine feel good. They feel energizing. And so we kind of build on that. When our curiosities intersect and we find something that we could spend a weekend diving into off our own bat, read a couple of books on, we've got the seeds of passion. And when we have passion, we've got, we're starting to get into getting closer to the flow cycle, where all the biochemicals get stacked on top of each other. So from passion to purpose is the next thing. From a passion point of view, you, want to build on this excitement that you've got and link it to a higher purpose. And he talks about m- MTPs nationally, massively transformational purposes. <laughs> so it's basically, what are you here on the planet to do? What do you care about the most? And here's an example. For me, I, my mass my massively transformative purpose, which is why everyone shortens to MTP, because it's a mouthful, is better leaders, better world. I'm here on the planet to help leaders be better so they can have a cascading ripple effect to make the world better. Uh, I'm very transparent about that. And alongside of that, uh, sort of like the sub dots of my MTP is to write books that make a difference and to run leadership programs that grow better leaders. Those are kind of like the sub dots of the MTP. So from that, you get clear goals. And when you get clarity, you can you can build your focus. And flow comes from focus. So flow is like the huge payoff you get when you have passion and purpose, and you're doing something that you love and enjoy. And we'll talk about the other elements in a second. So to go from your MTP, you need clear goals specifically for me what this looks like so going from writing books that make a difference and running leadership programs that grow better leaders two things or three things i should say this year i'm writing a novel a uh, near future science fiction novel on the themes of power uh, so that's that's one of the first clear goals and the second one is i'm going to write a nonfiction uh, edition of leadership and power so the novel and the leadership book are going to parallel each other and the third thing I'm doing is I'm adding more members to amplifiers. That's my major platform for global impact. So those are three specific things. And then you need to dial it down even more specifically to little things that can show progress because a, a big thing like writing a novel, it takes a long time and you can get dispirited because <laughs> it's a long journey. So you need to keep your brain and biology engaged by having specific things you can do each day. And so I have three things that can win the day. I need to have microsteps in my novel. So today, for example, was doing character sketches of all the main characters. That was my microstep towards finishing the novel. And these little microsteps add up each day, and I feel like I'm getting momentum and progress as they go. And I know that once I've got my character sketches done, it's like tick, I'm, I'm done. I haven't finished the novel, but I finished that part and it feels good. So a bit of dopamine cocktail right there. And for, um, for researching on one of the other ways that I win the day is making sure I'm doing some progress in the research around power and leadership. So today, yesterday was actually pick out the next book. So dang, I did that. Today, it's open up the new book and have a look and read the first chapter. That's like progress on that project. And the third thing in terms of clear goals is start work on the next Amplifier's promotion campaign. Okay, and what does start work look like? It means I have a list of people to contact, and this is what I'm going to write to contact to them, and go. <laughs> so there you go. So that's how you go from curiosity, and where your curiosities overlap, you start to have a passion. There you can channel into purpose, which is what difference are you here to make? And then you boil that down into clear specific goals, which go over a year time frame, say, and then zero into the micro steps that you can take. So that is the first, um, the first stacking of biochemicals and purpose. And then he goes on to say, now, the implementation day to day, we need to leverage autonomy and mastery. Autonomy is being able to make decisions for yourself and to press play on the things that you're interested in. And mastery is that you've, you're, you're, you're uh, balancing this skill challenge ratio, which is what Mih- Mihai Csikszentmihalyi wrote about in his book, Flow when the thing that you're doing is slightly beyond your skill level, like writing a novel, I haven't done it before. So it's a bit of a stretch, but not so far so that you snap. Um, Like I'm not trying to write the great Australian novel. I'm just trying to write a novel to begin with. Let's get that out the door. So it's a stretch, not a snap. And um, so the challenge is there. And it's just beyond my skill level. It's a nice, juicy mix, if you like. And that sort of pops you into flow. It helps pop you into flow. Then you have to do all the other things. So I've got specific goals that are linked to my massively transformative purpose. And I got a few things that I got to win the day and I just buckle down and get those things done. I'm writing a neurochemical cocktail that feels amazing each day. And that is what energizes you. Let me read out of this quote from uh, Stephen Kotler's book around purpose. And he says this, Purpose alters the brain, it decreases reactivity of the amygdala, decreases the volume of the medial temporal cortex, increases the volume of the right insular cortex. A less reactive amygdala translates to less stress and greater resilience. So in other words, when you have a clear purpose, your amygdala, which is your fear fear activator, dials right down, your brain changes and you have a much more resilient sense of resilience. So passion can fill in the place of fear. How cool is that? (laughs) So we've gone from Viktor Frankl's man's search for meaning and being able to choose your attitude and focus in any given moment to Stephen Kotler to really giving us the recipe to take curiosities, passions, and purpose and drill it into a day-by-day cocktail of well-being that puts out amazing stuff in the world while also giving us great pleasure. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. I recommend both books. Read them one after the other. All right. So we're coming to the end of this episode 200. And a little heads up, just a reminder that the podcast review giveaway is on. So make sure you go ahead and do that. would love to be able to send you out a journal. And next week, we've got a fabulous interview with a co-director, co-owner of the firm, Phelps Reed Foster Johnson, which is a local family law business here in Canberra. And Avril Foster is my guest. She's amazing. Uh, she's God, still in her 30s, I think. So she left her previous firm. Actually, she worked with my husband and went on to set up um, another firm with a colleague of hers. They took it over from the existing owners and their journey as mothers of young babies. I mean, who does that? Who sets up a firm and runs a firm when they have tiny babies, uh, never having done it before? So she sets up a firm with with her friend and goes on to be a great pioneer of culture. So she's got all of her insights on how to do that, how to move from employee to entrepreneur and to set up a culture that you're proud of and is worth belonging to. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you next week. Uh, In the meantime, live well, lead well. You've been listening to the Zoe Routh Leadership Podcast with leadership expert, Zoe Routh. For more about people stuff and to contact Zoe, go to zoerouth.com.